motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and Yo, what up, hate. what up, folks? I'm your homie, Trey Frazier. I got my brother, Maestro Styles here with me today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, special shout out to all of our people watching us on our social media platforms. We're on YouTube Live, Facebook, and Twitter Live. Uh, make sure y'all continue to follow us on those platforms. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, my brother, man, was good, man. I see you got the mic and all that, man. What's yeah. good? Uh, shout out to my uh, my people. I ain't gonna shout her out on the air, even though she might like that. But shout out to my peoples who uh, hook me up with the mic on the on the uh, on the random. Let me say that on the random. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, how you been, man? How's the week, man? I'm tired as hell, man. Uh, between helping that friend move on. Saturday and my daughter running her 5k on Sunday and recording last night and my nine to five. I'm a little tired, man. Yeah, I saw you running out there, man. I, I, I yeah. saw the little IG story, man. I see you out there, man. Um, it wasn't as tough as I thought. I mean, because it was cold as hell, so uh, mm-hmm. it was yeah. half of my half of that run was trying to convince Zari that she needs to run, so yeah. uh. So quite honestly, it wasn't that crazy for me. It was more the getting up at five in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I saw you out there, man. I was like, oh, he go, he yeah. go, getting out there. That's what's up. Shout man. out to girls on the run. That's what's up. So, so question. So, is that a yearly thing for them? I don't. Um, I know they girls on the run does do it yearly. I don't know if Zari going to do it again. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I got to give credit to her mother on this one. Uh, she told her she needed to join a group or she yeah. was going to take her tablet. <laughs> so that's the <laughs> that's the group she joined. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, shout out to the Facebook live chat. Uh, shout out to the Governor Vince Wright. Uh, what up? What for up? Popping through. Uh, shout out to Miss Mocha Bella for popping through. What up? Always, always appreciate the support. Um just I got three names, man. Um, you know, before we kind of get, you know, into it. Um, Lavelle Davis Jr., Deshaun Perry, Devin Chandler. Um, those were the three black men that were gunned down on the bus 
at the University of Virginia last week. Yeah. Uh, coming from a bu- coming from a trip from D.C. back to the campus, and um, and I think two more people got shot also, but those two survived. Mm-hmm. And I and I saw something on TV where the mother to the son that survived was just kind of telling the story, and um, you know, just just sad, man. Um, you know. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised this is not as bigger of a story as um, it, it should be. And, you know, I think there was another story where somebody from uh, New Mexico State um, got killed on campus also. Um, the name is escaping me. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it just got to get to a point where I hope this doesn't become a normal thing, you know, where you put your kids to school, you put them on campus and, you know, you, you don't know when you're going to see them again, you know? Um, yeah. Well, um, condolences, uh, and rest in peace to the laws, uh, the people who lost their lives and condolences to the family. Let me start with that. Um, mm-hmm. man. Um, yeah, I don't want, you right. You're right in what you're saying. I, I guess I, I don't really want to, I don't know, man. It's Thanksgiving holiday, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to spread no no uh no bad energy as if they ain't got enough going on in their life right now. But for certain yeah. um We're certainly thinking about them. We certainly yeah. thinking about the families and all yeah, that. For certain. For certain rest in peace. Rest in peace yeah. to those, you know, for, for certain there. Um but uh, on on a on a positive note, um your team has got a matchup with the Colts. Uh, Monday night after the holiday. I don't know how. I, hey, look, man. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to think of my team right now. Um, well, yes, I do. I'm lying. I, and I, I know we. I know you was just trying to intro to what was going on. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. I wanna, I'm sorry. I want to. I want to make sure that. Well, uh, go ahead and intro it. Go ahead. I won't get the people. I won't know. get my thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. And intro <laughs> well, we can do fault. that though. We can do no, that. I, 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 I'll wait. I'll wait. You're right. You're right. I'll wait. I'll wait. I want. I want to make sure I get this out real quick. So, um, we we got a gentleman coming on in about 20 minutes. He goes by the name of Chris Lewis. He's a writer for IndieIntercept.com, which is a Colts fan page slash blog you know slash you can find everything cults related um so he he's gonna be coming on um and i tried to get his co-host um to come on with us also but she's been under the weather um and you know she's been kind of putting updates out there on twitter every day and you know she, she's just kind of going through it right now so you know prayers to her For sure. and you know get well soon uh, her name is megan paul i want to put that out there uh, Megan, get well soon, but we're, we're going to have Chris on in a few minutes to just kind of, you know, talk a little bit of Colts. Uh, they had a matchup with the Eagles this past Sunday where they dominated the game. And then, you know, the last two minutes, you know, Jalen Hurts happened. So, you know, we, we could talk about that. You know, obviously Colts and Steelers Monday night, that's coming mm-hmm. up. And, you know, just the, just the whole Jeff Saturday thing. Frank Reich, you know, what the state of the Colts is at this point. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll touch up on all that. Um, since, uh, since you were a little bit reluctant to talk Steelers, I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go into the Ravens little, you know, 13 to three win over the Carolina Panthers, which, uh, you know, people still, you know, got something to really complain about. And I, and I kind of understand because um, we had two weeks off 
And the last game we played was in like a 23 day span. So you you, you would have thought the Ravens would have, you know, been dialing up and, you know, be ready to be lock and loaded down the stretch with the schedule that we got. Right. And I, I got to tell you, bro, <laughs> when that thing was a three to three ball game um, in the fourth quarter, I'm just like, OK, I guess this is how it's going to be. Yeah, the, the rest of the way. This 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 is how it's going to be. But the defense, the defense did a thing. Um, yeah. It, granted, it was granted it was Carolina. Granted, it was Baker Mayfield, and I don't know how much truth there is to the PJ Walker injury that they announced last week. I'm I'm just more the lines of well, you're starting Baker because Baker's played in this division before, and he knows the Ravens pretty well. Uh, that that's kind of what I was getting from that because I didn't see from the previous Carolina game where I thought PJ Walker, you know, injured himself, but. Well, yeah, I mean, but it could have happened in, during the week. It could have, you know, those types of things. Uh, if you're asking me what I really think, I think they paid Baker Mayfield to be a starting quarterback. And now that he's healthy, they put PJ Walker back on the bench. Now, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I heard uh, I was I was on Instagram earlier today. You heard that uh, Baker Mayfield, I mean Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp had a quote unquote heated exchange <laughs> about yeah, because Baker is Baker is Skip's boy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I guess Shannon Sharp got a little more got a little animated, got and tired of hearing mm-hmm. uh, Shannon shit on uh, Baker Mayfield, but uh, to Carolina. You know, if you paying, I mean, you paying the dude to be a starter. I mean, but it's funny. Sam Donald has been named the starter for next week, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like it's, so. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, why the you know back and forth here? Like uh, that leads to me. Like, hey, they started Baker because he knows the Ravens, and they thought they had an advantage. Right. I mean that that was just my personal sure. opinion about all that. But I the have, fact that he's not starting next week right, tells right. me that that was they don't know. A, it also tells me they don't know what the hell they're doing. That it, that that could be. True I mean, also. no no shade to Steve Wilkes, but uh, that that could be true too. It's it's Carolina, and they've made some terrible decisions over the last three four years. So um, I mean, unless PJ Walker's really hurt, I mean, unless that's the case, yeah. Yeah, what well, well, what's wrong with Baker this week? Um, Baker, uh, from what I understand, <laughs> Baker wasn't very good uh, Sunday. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. But you know, like you said, they paid that man. They, they, they traded, definitely paid him. They traded assets to get that man. Yeah. And if if he's your guy, he's your guy. If not, then what's with the QB carousel? But I don't. I don't want to talk too much, Carolina football here um I'm, I'm just more focused on what my team did and look you get out there with a win um that that's really all that matters to me is getting the win and just kind of focus on on next week and as i alluded to earlier the schedule is soft we got jacksonville next week we got denver after that we got you boys twice browns um Bengals is the final game I think we got Atlanta in there somewhere in the mix there so the schedule soft but we, we got to capitalize on these teams and just kind of you know put what's in front of us right you, you know what I mean we got a chance we got a chance for, for one seed if you know things 
you know, break our way. And if, you know, things break with, you know, with the other teams in the race for that one seed. So, um, but that, that's really all I got on that as, as far as that's concerned. Um, what, you, um, what you got? Well, uh, yeah, y'all are definitely, y'all definitely are in the race for one seed. I don't think you'll get it, but you're definitely there. So it's good that you have the soft schedule. Um, as far as Pittsburgh, uh, look, man, the one time we scored 30 points and got, or got over 20 points in the league, uh, in the year. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, we couldn't, the offense, but it's, it's just, the offense, the deep, the offense wasn't scoring in pivotal times they needed to score. And, and for me, again, the onus falls on the, on the offense because the defense, the defense can't keep holding. They just can't keep holding if the offense is not going to score behind, if the offense is not going to score when we hold. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's really mm-hmm. all I have to say about it. The growing pains of Kenny Pickett. Um, I, I'm hoping to be honest with you, I'm just hoping that, uh, he's the guy. And that we find out next year that he is the that he is the guy that uh deserved that was drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you definitely have a right to see it that way. Um, I kind of saw it differently, just flipping back and forth between the Dallas Minnesota game and one. Um, I thought that first half was a real competitive. Yeah, first half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, if you're talking about half, half by half. I kind of gave the the forty, you know, the view from forty thousand. Right, right. Yeah. Right. The first half was a very competitive half of football yeah. on both sides. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think those growing pains that you're referring to, um, offense not scoring when you need them to score, that that was all the second half. Right. For the for the right. for the most part. Right. Um, I thought the T. Higgins, um, the hit where he well, he didn't get hit, but he came down on on his uh on his backside a little bit hard and i thought that that was kind of it like it was i mean it was a t higgins show for a little bit mm-hmm. until that particular moment then i thought oh snap <laughs> this is probably where the Bengals are going to kind of unravel a bit here and then you hear joe mixon went out the game and you know that was it but then the backup running back p ryan um scores so what he scored three touchdowns yeah in the game yeah um so that i mean that that kind of was you know them you know having a guy step up in you know in the absence of your starter um but yeah i i, I thought for a moment there the Bengals were going to unravel and then you know p ryan you know did his thing and then t higgins actually comes back in the football game um didn't really do much after he came back but then tyler boy kind of shows up toward the end there and like you said that's where the pittsburgh offense just kind of had their moments of kind of you know some stall drives there and yeah and but, and it goes without it needs to be said um joe burrow is getting back in the form that 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 needs to be said because yeah. um he wasn't so good in the, earlier in this year um yeah. he's definitely coming along and as somebody who has him on his fantasy team you could see how you know he hasn't been so good in the beginning, and how he's gradually yep. getting back to the the kind of quarterback that you were uh, that you would draft in a fantasy football. Even though I didn't draft mm-hmm. him I, because I missed that draft, right. um, you know what I'm saying. So uh, that that needs to be said that he's definitely getting back into into form and to more of the quarterback that we expected to see early on in the year. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up your fantasy football team because. I was just looking to see, you know, how my team was doing that week. And 
obviously it was a bad week for me, but I noticed your lineup and I was like, man, you got a, you got a bunch of Steelers on that bench this week. Um, I don't remember the names exactly, but I know you had one Steeler starter in there. And I, I had Pickens had... starting and I had Burrow starting. I got Joy. Uh, I got um, Deontay. The defense, right? The defense. Yeah. Well, let's be clear. I haven't played that defense since like week two. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. Who's, the, de- who's the defense you've been playing? Dallas. Dallas. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and they've I been can doing. Understand. Yeah, they've been I doing numbers. Understand. I can yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, and George Pickens has just started. He's like starting to get a couple of more targets. He got into the end zone this week mm-hmm. and last week. Uh, so he's starting to pick up a little bit. Um, Deontay Johnson. I saw him. I seen that somebody dropped him, so I picked mm-hmm. him up. But I haven't started him since gotcha. I picked him up. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, and I and I did see the numbers. They weren't. You know. Yeah. They, they Deontay, weren't difference-making numbers to get you to win in the fantasy football joint, Yeah, Deontay but. Johnson um, is is definitely uh, letting the Steelers down. And I don't know if it's because of the quarterback play or not, but yeah. um, he's definitely letting me down and letting us down as an organization and fans um, this year. He's not – especially off of getting a contract. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's got something – I'm hoping it has more to do with the quarterback play yeah. Um and and maybe he's getting more attention than normal cuz he's he's the number 1 right now. And had, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So maybe that's it too. But uh you know, he has definitely not he's definitely been a letdown this year. Mm. So seven losses and it's got to be nine for it to be his first losing season. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got Bo- and we got Baltimore and I believe, we, yeah, and we have um, um, Cleveland. Yeah. Cle- who Cleveland us, one more time, right? And, and they spanked us in the running game last time we played them. That's what concerns mm-hmm. me. That's what concerns me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think all the other games, though, uh, Atlanta, you got the Colts this weekend, the Raiders down the road, and yeah. I'm missing another opponent, but – um, I don't. I don't know. Games, winnable yeah, games. You would hope there. a man can only hope. A man can only hope that uh, you know Tom can get that record. Yeah, it's it's, it's looking it's looking bleak. <laughs> looking, look, yeah, yeah. You use the exact word I was about to use. It's, it's looking bleak, bro. Um, with the Bengals, though, man, I I don't. And and they've played some you know some good ball the last few weeks, man. I don't like their schedule. To kind of close out, bruh. And I, I know they got the they got the seventh seed right now because the Jets and you know I could talk about them in a little bit, but um yeah, I don't like the schedule, man. Um Titans, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Buffalo, yeah, you know, late December, and yeah. then they got they got us the final week of the season. And that that that's that's gonna be tough for Cincinnati, man. Yeah, I wasn't so um I wasn't so concerned going into the year about playing all those teams um, because I thought they would be a more, you know, they would. I didn't think they would be as good as they were last year, like a Super Bowl, going to the Super Bowl team. Yeah. But I did think that they would be able to, uh, you know, pull a few of those games off where they mm-hmm. would still be in a decent position to, uh, you know, be in the at least be in the playoffs or mm-hmm. be in the hunt, let me say. So, you know, but – now, I mean, I don't know. It might be the right time that Joe Burrow's catching, you know, catching fire. It, right. To be honest right. with you, it might be you the right they time. Split, you probably think they split those games that I referenced, and I forgot yeah. to include the Patriots game in there, even though 
I still think the Bengals talent wise are better than the Patriots. That's but clear. Yeah, I think they the, beat the Patriots for certain. You think they beat them for yeah, certain? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. I mean that that that's that's not crazy to say that, but nonetheless, the Patriots and that's and that's going to be a playoff game because they're kind of positioning themselves the same, to be a right. wild card also. So, right. um, I don't I don't think that's an easy game. Um, in addition to the other opponents that I mentioned here, but you got to think if Joe Burrow was coming to form, you, you figure at best they split all those games. Um, that I mentioned there, you figured maybe they go three and two, three and three, um, you know, someplace around that. And if and if they did that, you, you, you're talking about nine, ten wins. I think ten in the AFC. I don't know if that's certain to get you in. Yeah, right. With some of the other with some of the other. I mean, because you still got the Chargers that are outside the kind of outside looking in right now, and then and, and they kind of lost a heartbreaker to Kansas City. Um, on Sunday night, mm-hmm. so um, you know th- their schedule is a little more favorable than Cincinnati's and um, and, and and the Jets, the the, the, the Jets. Um, <laughs> so I I saw someone say on uh, Twitter the other day that uh, New York football died on Sunday, oh. and that wasn't and that wasn't so. just talking about that was talking about the Jets. That was talking about. The Giants it's also. So dramatic. It's so dramatic. Story. They gotta relax. It's so dramatic. <laughs> well, uh, do they? Do do they gotta relax? It's so dramatic. Okay, they, they they lost to Detroit this weekend. The Jets lost. Uh, whoever they lost, I don't remember. Right the, the top Patriots. of my head, the Patriots. The Patriots. Well, who yeah. who who we're calling a good team right now, by the way. Um, sure. You know, like like come on, like is the season over? Is like I get it. That's a bad loss, and I get the Giants is even a bad loss considering that Detroit isn't a good team. They're like a feisty team, but they're not like a good team. Yeah. So if you're trying to prove that you're yeah. a playoff caliber team, that that's not a, a good loss to put on your resume. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, man. You, you, you're you going to lose games, man. Like, you're going to lose games. Let's not overreact like this This is the end of football for the, for the New York teams. Like, these teams are still pretty much in the hunt. And they're in the hunt, no question. yeah. yeah. They're, they're in, in the, the hunt. hunt. They're in the hunt. I think, and, but, but I think it, if you go ahead, they're, go over, ahead. they're okay. overachieving. They're overachieving. The Giants and the Jets are overachieving based on what their projections were this year. So, like, let's let's yep. let's like relax, yep. relax. Yep. So, I, I so I I think the overreaction is not just because they lost to these teams. I think if you dig deeper, in the case of the Giants. They had a guy, Wandell Robinson, kind of break out, kind of have a little breakout game against yep. Detroit. And he tears his ACL and he's out for the year. And so now there's still this revolving door of wide receivers for the Giants. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Sterling Shepard's not coming back. They traded Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs. I mean, who who's in that room? You, you know what I mean? As far as wide receivers concerned. But I it's, mean, but it's it, not it's, like that's that's been the problem all year. And I get that. He had a good game, and I get I get why that's a, a sense of uh, concern. But at the same time, it's not like wide receivers have been super mass producing in New York to any any stretch of the imagination. So it's just like at this stage of the game, man, just y'all really are on next man up. Nobody has has yeah. stepped out to be the guy in New York. So right. But I mean, bodies are dropping. I think that's the thing. Like bodies are dropping and they're getting man. sent off. I mean, Kenny Galladay is 
he's still on the roster and the dude hasn't been producing. He hasn't been playing for, for some of these games. Man, go on, go on, if you, go on and get in that waiver pool and go get some bums and, and, and be just the same. T- Let's be clear, man. Like, yeah. we're, we're, you're not expecting, at this stage of the season, you're not expecting super production from the wide receiver core of the New York Giants. You're just not. You're just but, not. But, sure. But if, they, if they're going to establish themselves, and I get it, they're seven and two, and they they're sitting pretty good right now. I think they're the number six seed in the in the uh, in the NFC right now. But if you're gonna go out and compete with the Philadelphia Eagles twice, but they're not the the, the Commanders twice. You still got to play Dallas in two days from now, and you got to go see Minnesota. Like, I mean, I can I can understand a little bit of. Overreaction. I mean, you get to seven and two when you're like, okay, if if I'm a Giants fan, yeah, um, it's not like so you got to ex- seven and two because of wide receiver play. So you're not no, gonna. I, I, I understand that. I, I understand that point of it, but the the reality is, is that you've had bodies drop from week one up to this point, and now you got a, a tumultuous schedule coming. Whereas, oh snap, this team's seven and two. You know, our expectations have changed a bit now. Like now, fans and even the team themselves is expecting to make the playoffs, even though, as you said, they're overachieving. The expectations have changed yeah, at this point. I, and I agree with that. But at the same time, I don't think philosophy changes because expectations change. You get, At this stage of the season, you got to play. You got to play games just like you've played them when you've won them. So it's yeah. not, so again, it's not like they're going to come. It's not like just because they're playing these top tier teams that all of a mm-hmm. sudden they need a receiver to start becoming. I mean, would it would it be nice if it happened? Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be good if it happened. But it's not right. like you're playing the game. It's hoping that, uh, you know, the likes of whoever the hell is on that roster is all of a sudden going to start uh you know, going crazy or that Daniel Jones is going to start throwing the ball all crazy. Like they're not, they know what their strengths are. They know what their weaknesses are. They're going to play to their strengths and yep. hope that that's enough to win a game. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even mention um, the dude that was in Cabo um, during their bye week and had the ATV accident and he's a safety for the giants. I forget his name, but he injured himself during that trip and he's got to miss four weeks and that's yeah. one of your better defensive players on the team. So you combine all that with what just happened this past week. And now Giants fans, they 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 got something to be worried about. But I hear you, bro. It's the Saquon Barkley show. Like it's kind of been um all season. They're gonna ride with him until those wheels fall off. And I and and for Giants fans' sake, I hope those wheels don't fall off because I want to see Saquon Barkley have this bounce back. Uh, type of season as a, as a top five running back. Maybe they come back to earth. That's all I can say. Maybe they come back to earth. Maybe those old. Maybe that overachievement comes back to kind of what we were expecting this team to be. Yeah, the schedule and sets they, up that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it sets up that way. Who who would you say is playing better football right now, the Giants or the Commanders? Commanders. I agree. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. So. Uh, you gave you gave them their name now, huh? Yeah, uh, I figure why not? They playing, they playing some good football. Yeah, when they nah. when they screw up, I will call them the Commodores again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for the Jets, right? Um, 
Yeah, that 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 was some that was some terrible quarterback play on on Sunday, bro. Um, and 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 I get that the quarterback didn't turn the football over. I get it was a three three ball game until what twenty seconds left in the game. I get that the special teams gave up a punt return to kind of seal the game, but bruh, like that was that was some that was some shit quarterback play. I mean, but Sunday. what they saying on the other side though? You're talking about the Jets in particular. You're the talking Jets. about both teams. The Jets, the Jets in particular. I didn't see this game, but but what did I mean for the other quarterback? The only what they did the other quarterback get in the end zone? No, uh, apparently no. But right. when you no, but but. Um, and look, I'm not, I'm not praising Mac Jones. I'm I'm not doing that, but just to give, just to throw some numbers at you, um, Zach Wilson, 77 yards passing, mm-hmm. only nine completions, yep. uh, two how, yards of offense in the second half. How many attempts? Alone. How many attempts though? Uh, I'd say 24. I think okay. about 24 attempts. That's bad. That's bad. Um, so yeah, that, and, and that's bad. And again, that number two yards in the second half passing, not, not, you know, not what you want to see from the quarterback. Whereas Mac Jones over 200 yards passing um, completion percentage around 70% um, better numbers still didn't get in the end zone, um, but was able to move the football on the jets defense that, yeah. you know, we think is a good defense, maybe not the best defense, but a good defense nonetheless but i don't like but uh, let's pause and bring in our guests let's pause and bring in our guests yeah yeah let's let's do that so uh we got the homie chris lewis here from uh indieintercept.com he's a sports writer for that website uh covers the indianapolis colts um chris man welcome to the show man and, and thanks for doing this man i know you out there on the west coast so it's about what four thirty four o'clock on you know your time yeah, yeah, it's it's around like four or three over here. But um, thank y'all for having me, man. Thank y'all for having me on. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, go ahead, Maestro. I think he's about to say something. No, I saw Ravens in the background. I was gonna ask, was he a Ravens fan? Nah, so I'm a Colts fan. My son is a Lamar Jackson fan, so I bought that for him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, Don't I worry. saw that. I saw that too, and I was like, wait, Colts, Ravens, like you know that that's kind of not a a good mix given the history of uh, uh, the Colts in this town here. <laughs> yeah, I'll I, I shoot you some bail because uh, I'm trying to teach my daughters to be Steelers fans. And I got my oldest, but her, their mama got the second one and she a Commanders fan no matter how much I try to teach her otherwise. Yeah, my son, he he's a player fan. So, like, he don't even really have a team. I mean, we're in Seattle. So his mom and his grandparents, they all Seahawks fans. But I'm the, you know, I moved up here and I'm the lone man out. I could dig it. I could oh, dig wow. it. Wow. What, what's, it, what's it like living in Seattle? What's that like? So, man, it's it's different. So I'm, I'm from Florida originally. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been all over the West Coast. Like, well, not all over the West Coast, but from Florida to Cali. And, you know, I've been around the sun a lot. So to be up here in Seattle, it's a, it's a little different. Right now it's kind of gray. Um, you know, we in that rainy season, so it's it's very gray outside. It's cold and it's raining, but I mean, it's it's cool. It's it's cool for the most part. Everything's expensive though, so that's the only thing that really sucks. Mm. <clears throat> okay, mm. that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit, and 
I appreciate you having the Yankees uh, logo up there, too. I know you a big time Yankees fan, too, because we, we always yes, go sir. back and forth about Aaron Judge and the contract and, and all that stuff. Um, talk to me about um, IndieIntercept.com. Um, um, you, do you own that website or are you just a contributor to the website? I'm just I'm just a contributor to the website. Um, Meg is the one that actually got me into it. Um, so she's the, she's the head editor and I'm just a contributor writer for the website. Um, but it's, it's actually, I think owned by a stadium rent. And so they, they okay. own like a bunch of different, uh, sports team. Websites I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard have, it. Yeah. Where they have people writing and stuff. Um, and so Meg actually got me on to in the intercept and to writing for the Colts and everything. Um, but it's, it's been cool, man. I, I've enjoyed it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, so, Colts, uh, how? How did you become a Colts fan? <laughs> so, man, it's it's weird. How I pick my sports teams is weird. But uh, <laughs> when when I was growing up, <clears throat> like, my mom and my dad, they weren't really, like, big into sports. Um, I mean, I played sports, but, like, they wasn't big. My mom ran track. My dad was in the military. So, like, you know, there's a different dynamic there. But um, when I lived in Virginia, the Colts were like, I don't, I forget who they were playing, but I just know they was one of the first teams that I saw playing on TV. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it was just like, here we go, Colts, man. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> was there a shoot, was man. there a particular player that you liked that played for the I mean, Colts? Peyton, Peyton is probably my all time favorite yeah. Colt, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean that that's about it. I mean, there's a couple others, and I, I know you know in the show we're gonna talk about my top five all time Colts and what we you know whatever, but um. You know, it, it it was definitely Peyton and just how he played the quarterback position for real, for real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, shout out Cato June. Cato June is from my neighborhood in uh in DC. Uh, Anacostia won a super, you know, obviously won a Super Bowl years back. Uh, came back to Anacostia, coach, and now is on the staff. If I'm not mistaken, Cato June is on the coach staff. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is because mm-hmm. remember when they got rid of Frank Reich, he people were saying, "Oh, Cato June, Cato June should, should be a candidate be co- right. to be yeah, an interim I believe, head coach." I so yeah, mm-hmm. shout out Cato June. I was just telling yes. my kids about him. Yeah, so <laughs> um, so let let let's talk about this too. I want to do a little bit of recap of your game against the Eagles on Sunday, where y'all dominated the game. I felt like. For about forty-eight, for about fifty-eight minutes, y'all dominated that football game, and then it looked like Matt Ryan had a few bad plays where he could have just threw the ball away, um, a turnover here, turnover there, and then it, it became a six-point game, and y'all settled for field goals, and it got to the point where Jalen Hurts, you know, was like, "Oh, now nah, we we gonna win this game." So, you know, tell me what you were thinking as that game was going on. So, yeah, as the game was going on, I mean, I thought we did that first drive looked, it was amazing. Like it was a good first drive, mm-hmm. you know, start off the game. And I thought that was, you know, what was going to come the rest of the game, but our offensive line couldn't get any more push or any more push up front. Um, it seemed like, and then, like you said, later in the game, um, our Matt Ryan, and I'm not blaming the loss on him because it's not solely his fault. It's as a whole, it's our offense's fault. But uh, he took a couple sacks where he didn't need to. He made some field goals longer than he needed to make them. 
Um, I think we were, you know, I think the rest were kind of making up for last week when it didn't call the face mask, the blatant face mask on Matt Ryan. I mean, you're in open field. It wasn't like the Dallas Goddard, you know, face mask where it's a crowd of people. Yeah, but it's you're the back judge is right here. Yeah. And he's grabbing his face mask and you don't call anything. Um, and that's that was one of the times where we were in the red zone and we needed to score right there. Like we needed to score right there because that puts that makes it a two possession game. We're up right. 10 points. You got to kick a field goal, got to score a touchdown. Um, and with the time that was left, you know, we pretty much sealed the game right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think if we would have got that face mask call, we would have we would have gotten to the end zone. Um, and so I think that that hurt us a lot because we kicked that field goal. And I'm not even going to – I'm not taking anything away from our defense. Our defense played an amazing game, man. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard when you, you're holding this team to three points for the majority of the game. It's hard to go back out there constantly and not give mm-hmm. up points. Mm-hmm. And they, they did that, man. They yeah. did that into the fourth yeah. quarter. Your offense has to – your offense has to do something. Um, our defense got the offense the ball back <laughs> after the, the – uh, the AJ Brown reception, reception. And they, they caused the fumble. Yeah. And that was after the Jonathan Taylor fumble. And I'm like, cause I was in Vegas and I'm laying on the bed watching on my phone. I'm like, I need a, I need a turnover right here, man. Mm-hmm. I need a turnover right here. Mm-hmm. And we got the turnover, but we didn't do anything with it. We kicked the field goal. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's things like that where it's like, you, you, you gotta be able to do something right there. Defense can't bail you out too, too long. Um, yeah. They're eventually going to give up points, and if you're not putting up points, then it's going to be an easy game to lose. Yeah, especially with that offense. I mean, we we know what that offense has been doing all year. I, I got to agree to give y'all kudos because you keep Philly under 20 points. I mean, tuh, that's a hell of an accomplishment uh, this year. So for sure, for sure, with that. Um, I want to get into Jeff Saturday, man. Um, there has obviously been a whole bunch of, uh, criticism and, uh, banner, let's say about the, uh, Jeff Saturday hire. And really, um, in my personal opinion, um, maybe they fired Frank Wright a little too early, but what's your thoughts on it? So, so I've been saying it was time for Frank Wright to go, man. And the the day before, (laughs) the, the day before they fired Frank Wright, I had tweeted, it's, hey, if you're watching this and you think Frank Wright, needs to remain the coach, Jim Ursa, you might as well sell the team. Like, <laughs> it, it was time for Frank, for Frank to go. And I mean, and it's nothing against Frank. Like, I don't have any, you know, hard feelings against Frank or anything. He was an amazing coach while he was here. But sometimes the team just needs a different voice. And mm-hmm. and it and it showed. Like, we constantly started off slow under Frank, right? We constantly, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, after a certain time of the year, we started hitting our stride and we took off. But the constant, the constant uh, starting slow, um, not making the playoffs, not winning the AFC championship or even the division yeah. under Frank Wright. Like at some point, you know, you gotta you gotta let things go. You you gotta you just gotta cut ties. So I wasn't yeah. I wasn't mad with them firing Frank Wright. I hope Frank Wright goes and finds success wherever he goes. Um but the Jeff Saturday hire, man, it's unorthodox. It is what it is. That's Jim Ursay for you, though. Like that's yeah. that's just him. Yeah. That's Jim yeah. Ursay. Um yeah. and I got it comes with the jokes. I, I, got, I, I mean, I mean, the country, man, but I, it got me to thinking when that transaction happened, it's like, man, the Colts really have one of the more dysfunctional uh, front <laughs> offices slash ownership groups in the league. It's just that it's been masked so many years because 
they had Peyton Manning as the quarterback, and mm. he kind of masked the team's deficiencies, even that ownership. Yeah, when you have when you have a quarterback like Peyton, when you have a coach like Tony Dungy, then you have a Jim Caldwell, you have an Andrew Luck. Those mask a lot of problems. Like yeah. they mask a lot of problems. So I mean, you you go back from you go from one generational quarterback to the next, and you're able to mask a lot of problems with that with that because you're able to win games even in the midst of the dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jim Ursay, I mean, everybody knows about Jim Ursay's troubles outside of football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying he's back doing what he was doing. I, I just think Jim Ursay is just a very unconventional owner. Um, I think he makes unconventional decisions. Sometimes yeah. they work, sometimes they don't. Like you look at it, because my my point of, my point of, when it first happened, I was like, "We're tanking." Like if you can't see that we're tanking, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I said the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, I said the but, same uh, thing. Yep. <laughs> but then we went out there and we beat the Raiders, and then we went out there and we was competitive against Philly. So I don't really know what direction we're going in right now. I'm kind of lost with the whole thing. But my thing is, what if Jeff Saturday works? Like, what if the unconventional hire, what if it leads us to winning games? What if mm-hmm. it leads us to actually looking a certain way that we've looked before? Like, what if it works? Right. What are people going to really say then? What are Colts fans going to say then, you know? Um, so who knows? I mean, we we lost six games now. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Who do you blame for the hirings of Matt Ryan and before that, Phillip Rivers? So I think those were front right decisions. I think, uh, I think Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan were all and Carson Wentz. Yeah, right. yeah. It's and it, but at the same time, and I'm not mad at either one of those because. In the midst of us not having Andrew Luck, we've still been a competitive team. So it's hard to it's hard to get your franchise quarterback when you're still one of those top fifteen top ten teams. Top right. 10 teams. Like it's yeah. hard to get your franchise quarterback that way. Um, and you know, franchise quarterbacks don't come available like Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we know his yeah. issues or whatever, but they don't just become available. That yeah. that's not what happens. Yeah. You, yeah, you're usually on that team for a while. The year, the year that y'all had Brissett starting all those games, right after Andrew Luck announced his yeah. retirement, yeah. I thought they should have gave Brissett another year because, if I remember correctly, guys like T.Y. Hilton and others had injuries, and you kind of saw the depletion of certain parts of that team where I thought it was a little bit difficult for Jacoby to overcome those things, so I thought... If you got those guys back fresh off of a good offseason, you're coming to the year fresh, maybe Jacoby is successful um the following year. What do you think about that? So I wouldn't I wouldn't have been mad if we had went back with Jacoby the following year. Um, but my thing is I I just never thought Jacoby was the guy. Like yeah. I never thought whether we had T Y or any of them healthy or not, yeah, Jacoby could win us a couple games, but he's a backup for a he's reason. He's a backup I mean, quarterback, just, yeah. Yeah, he's a backup for a reason. So yeah. He's meant to come in, you know, for certain time, certain amount of time, not for a whole season. Um, and even with Ty, like we we've seen the depletion of Ty over the years. So even after that, he never really got back to himself. So um, I don't really think Jacoby would have really did much more for us um, than what he did that following or that that year before. Um, but I don't know. I mean. It's tough, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, um, look, because y'all had, I mean, because for the, let's say maybe five years, 
I mean, you've kind of you've had a d good defense. You've had a good offensive line. I mean, Jonathan Taylor came along, but even then, before uh, Taylor, uh, I wouldn't say Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines were like, you know, the best in the game. But they were competent backs. Like you had um, a team, you had teams for the past few years where the only piece was missing was quarterback, and you felt like I, I think that's why they felt like just bringing the old guy that kind of knows what he's doing. And and let's see what let's see what happens. But uh, I mean, like you say, it's in the tough because they nobody's really panned out. Nobody's really panned out. Yeah, no, nobody's really panned out. Nobody's really panned out, and um, that's been the issue. Like, and then even with Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack, we didn't use them correctly. Mm. Like, we, especially not uh, not Naheem, Naheem Hines. Hines and, yeah, yeah, we didn't use yeah. them correctly. Yeah, um, and so. You know, now he's gone. He's in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Were you cool with that? Were you cool with them trading him to Buffalo? Yeah, I wasn't doing that, was, that with him. <laughs> we weren't doing it. We weren't doing anything with him, and that was another reason why I thought we were tanking because mm -hmm. we went ahead and we traded him away. We wasn't utilizing him, and I mean, Naheem Hines. No, he's not a world beater at his position, but the he's an ultimate gadget guy. Like, yeah. he's a guy that can do everything for you. Yeah. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, he can. He can run out in space. He can, you know, get some carries, go between the tackle a couple of times. Um, he can catch out the backfield. He can line up and slide and catch the yeah. ball. Like yeah. he was a receiver at NC State. So yeah. I was I was a little upset, but I wanted him to go somewhere where he could be used, where he could be utilized and find some success. Mm -hmm. I so agree. so let, let's kind of fast forward because um I I, I think it's safe to say that the Colts are gonna miss out on postseason play here. So I'm I'm just gonna kind of shift to the offseason and where you think they're gonna search for the head coach, the quarterback, and you know, whatever other or Chris Ballard. Do you think Chris Ballard is safe? Like I want you to kind of expand for me where you think they go in those directions. Now Ursay said that Ballard was safe, but also a few weeks before he fired Frank Wright, he said mm -hmm. Frank Wright was safe as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there there's really no telling. Um, I wouldn't mind for Ballard to to be here still, but Ballard has to show um show the ability to do some things in in, in free agency. He he's amazing in the draft. He knows what he's doing when he's drafting. But our issue has been pass rush, has been offensive line. We've got somewhat of a pass rush this year. Like, we've been a little bit better with the pass rush this year. But um, we need to fix our offensive line. Left tackle, right guard. I've been saying it all offseason. Those were two big issues for us. Mm -hmm. After we let Mark Lewinsky go and Chris Reed go. Chris Reed, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we didn't have nothing there at right guard. Then left tackle, you know, we had Fisher there last year. He was a shell of himself. <clears throat> after Costanzo retired, we didn't really have anything at left tackle. I do like Bernhard Raymond, so I hope, you know, we continue to give him a shot and let him develop um, at that left tackle position because he's hella athletic, one of the most athletic tackles that was in the draft this year. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if Chris Ballard was still there, but I want to see him do more in free agency. He went and got Stephon Gilmore this year. That was a big move. He yeah. went and got uh, Yannick with a trade. That was a big move. Um, so I just want to see him do a little bit more this year in the offseason. Um, as far as the quarterback in the draft, right now I think we said at like 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. um, the way it's looking, uh, we might – I mean, I'm not saying that Hendon Hook is going to be like this great quarterback in the NFL, 
but we might be lined up perfectly to pick him up in the draft, um, mm-hmm. especially after the ACL injury this year. And now that gives him a year to to rest, uh, you know, rehab his knee, because I'm pretty sure we'll keep Matt Ryan for next year. So you rest, rehab yeah. that knee, and then you come back the following year um, with it, not necessarily a year of experience, but like a year of picking up NFL knowledge right? Um, where you didn't necessarily have to go out there and put your body at risk as well. So you picked up a lot of knowledge from Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a smart quarterback. Yeah. He's one of the, he's, he's a very smart quarterback. So now you get a wealth of knowledge from Matt Ryan and you just rehabbing that knee and then we see what we can do now. He's an older quarterback. So I don't know. I don't really know what direction they're going at quarterback though, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Um, so uh I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and get to Monday's game. Uh I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan who uh is desolate and desperate and uh <laughs> pretty much over the playoffs. I don't think that's a thing that's that's gonna happen for us this year, obviously. And uh you obviously as well as a coach sound uh like you're in the same boat. So we're gonna have a civilized discussion about <laughs> what's gonna happen because none of us are going anywhere. <laughs> well, how you feel about Monday's game? Man, I feel like they should have flexed this game. But um <laughs> <laughs> this game, this game to me is probably gonna look a lot like the Broncos and Colts game that was on Thursday night. The, mm-hmm. the barn burner oh. of a 11, 11 to 10 game, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't yeah. think it's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. Um it's I don't know. This is such an ugly game, man. Yeah. And and y'all always play us tough. Like it still is no matter how good we are or how bad y'all are or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. always a tough game with the Steelers yeah. and the Colts. Always. So I don't expect it to be a crazy high scoring game at all. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, I look, man. I, I wish I could say I was looking forward to some trash talk and a little, you know. <laughs> and, and as a matter of fact, the last time I did this a couple of weeks ago uh, with us with uh, shout out Damian Adams, uh, who's a Saints fan, um, we kind of gave off the same energy and we snuck out a win, but uh, we still. Uh, Man, it didn't get 20 points. So, uh, you know, <laughs> or get over 20 points. So I was going to say, y'all scored 20. We scored 20. Yeah, we didn't get yeah. over 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this same thing. I mean, the only thing I could really say is uh, we like to get to the quarterback and Matt Ryan don't like to run. <laughs> so I can hope that yeah. maybe we get something going there. But I know y'all defense um, got a tendency to play to play tough. But it's not like Kenny Pickett got a whole – and it's not like Kenny Pickett got a whole lot going for him right now in this rookie year. So um, uh, unless he has a breakout game. Um, I'm, look, I'm going to still say we win. Pittsburgh wins because that's of course you are of course I am um and and I'm gonna say along the lines of a 2013 uh along them lines but I'd be lying to you if I if I said um I'd be surprised I'm surprised if we lost so you know what? I want y'all to win because if y'all win, that just gives a higher draft position. So I'm good with that, <laughs> man. Like I don't know. After we had lost to the Titans twice, uh, after I, I was already like, you know, our season's gone because yeah. we're not winning the AFC South, and I was just like, our season's done. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I cheer for my team. I pick my team to win games, but at the end of the day, 
I don't have no faith in us going out there. Yeah. Nothing, to be <laughs> honest, especially at this point, like we're what four, six and one, I think yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So to say we're going to go rattle off six more, six like more. six straight wins. Right. And right. somehow make the playoffs. Man, a lot has to change between in the, now. In the AFC. In the AFC. Yeah, in the, the AFC. Yeah. A lot has. And I mean, we're, we're right there. Like we're right there flirting because I mean, what the Bengals, uh, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Chargers just lost this past yep. weekend. Yep. I know yep. the Bengals won this weekend. Yep. Um, and I forget who is right New in England. front of us, but like New England, New England. New England. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and I think the Jets are somewhere in there too. Jets so, is like, in we're there right too. there. Yep. We're right there, at like eleven or ten. But I mean, we got to depend on a lot of losing and yeah. a lot of winning from yeah. us. Right. So, yeah, I hope yeah. y'all win, man. I, I hope yeah. y'all win. I know this ain't what y'all expected, but <laughs> I hope y'all win. I want a higher draft position. Give me a higher draft position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We right. got we got different we got different goals. I'm trying to get Tom to get a winning season. Uh, so he had a record for most consecutive winning seasons, yeah. and um, and yours is the more strategic play, which you know it should be, which it should be. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I want to see Tomlin, um, you know, continue to win. Yeah, I want to, I want to see that because it's know, just people, for a record. People talk, yeah, people talk a lot about Tomlin, like they, they, they try to trash him a lot. So I, I just want him to continue to, you know, to do good things out there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's far yeah. from perfect, but he's no, definitely, yeah. but he's definitely our coach and should be that for as long as he want to be that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. From a from a Ravens fan perspective, though, I I think it's wild how even some of the like like I see on Twitter, some of the Pittsburgh fan base wants to get rid of Tomlin, and it's like, yo, like this dude hasn't had a winning has hasn't had a losing season in fifteen years, and the dude might break the record for consecutive winning seasons, and y'all want to get rid of this guy, like. Something is, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, me and Maestro, we kind of have this thing where we understand that, you know, it's us. And then there's like our separate fan base. And it's like, yeah, there's some things that we really don't see eye to eye on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that but that's but even from a Ravens fan perspective, to get rid of Tomlin, that would just be wild to me. Like somebody is going like he's going to be on the street. 30 seconds. Somebody's yeah. going to get him if if they somehow let him go. That's that's how good that's he is, in, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But um, kind of going back to the offensive line that you were talking about, Chris. So and I and I guess this is kind of how you, I, you, me and um and Meg started to follow each other on Twitter because y'all both came at me for talking about the Colts and their play. I think the first maybe four weeks of the season. And I, and I, and I thought the offensive line was going to be good coming into the, you know, into the season. And the both of y'all kind of schooled me like, hold on a minute. Like there's some departures, there's some injuries and this line is not as good as what you think. And so, um, so for the off season, that's gotta be something you got to address. Right. Yeah, you you have to. Um, and what kind of hurt us this all se- or this season was when when we when Eric Fisher or they decided not to keep Eric Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Bellis said we're going to give Matt Pryor a first shot at the left tackle position. Matt Pryor, I think, started one game in his career at left tackle. Yeah, Matt Pryor is a he's a he's a guard. Like he's he's not fast enough to play on the outside, especially mm-hmm. not on a blind side for the quarterback. Yeah, um, yeah. he's. 
he's a guard and he's he's good for filling duty. Like maybe I need you to start a game here, or maybe I need you to play a couple plays here because so and so had to go out for a couple plays or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what Matt Pryor is good at. That's what he's good for. Um, so them guaranteeing him the starting spot going into the season at left tackle, one of the yeah, most, most prized positions on the field. Yeah, it it, it wasn't good. My bad, my son is he good. You're good. Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't good. But like, um, I don't know. So that that definitely has to be addressed. I'm I'm pissed off that he, we didn't keep Lewinsky or we didn't keep uh, Chris Reed. Yeah, because both yeah. of them played extremely Straight well. Good. Yeah, I, I remember Reed playing really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Reed was one of those guys because he added depth to our offensive line. Because if somebody went out along the front, you know, the guard or the, the left-right guard or the center or whatever, Chris Reed could fill in good right, for him. Right, right. Um, and so I was a little upset that we let him go, Let just let him walk for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we didn't really, like, replace him. Like, yeah. we didn't replace either one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that definitely has to be addressed this offseason. Like, you have to, whether it's in the draft or whether you're going out and find a free agent that, that can play that position. Um, so obviously, so obviously we're going to say that that's, that's the, uh, Jonathan Taylor and that's the Jonathan Taylor issue this year. That, that, and I believe, so I think that's been Jonathan Taylor's issue as well. And, um, and us running out of shotgun so much. Um, Mm -hmm. we've seen the, the last couple of weeks, we've been running out of a single back a Mm -hmm. lot more and he's been a lot more effective in the run game. Um, but also our offensive line hasn't gotten pushed to the second level. Like they get yeah. beat up at the, at, at the front four. Yeah. They'll never get back to the second level. Right. Um, and that's been another issue. We saw that shoot. We just saw it last week in the Eagles game. We saw that against the Titans. Both times we played the Titans. Um, we saw it against the Jaguars. Um, I think the only time like before the Raiders game, the last 100 yard game he had was week one against the Texans. Mm-hmm. And we know their run defense isn't good at all. Right. Right. Um, and we know the Raiders run defense isn't good. So we went out there and we did what we were supposed to do against two bad running de- or rushing defenses. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we've been middle of the pack with that, you know, um, you know, between the season. So like, I think that's part of partly offensive line and partly also because Jonathan Taylor has been a little banged up this year. You know, he had the high ankle sprain and tried to come back a game too early, ended up re-injuring it. Um, set out two more games, you know, something like that. So it's just been a just been a year for us, man. Mm. Just been a year for us. Mm. <clears throat> mm. You got a preference at the uh, quarterback? I know you mentioned the the kid um, that would probably go at number four around the fourteen uh, number number fourteen spot. But do you have a preference for anybody that's maybe going to be in the top five coming out the draft? Yeah, I would I would actually like Bryce Young to be honest. Um out of out of all of them. And more so just because it's nothing against CJ Stroud. I'm just not really I haven't seen a lot from CJ Stroud. Um okay. we we've seen Bryce this year with not all the talent around him like he's had the previous years. And we've seen him still be very productive. We still see him go out there and win games in late in late drives. And I think part of that's the reason with his or part of that is with his father being um, a therapist or something. So he's able to help him through, like, those mm-hmm. those mental moments mm-hmm. and g- give him that mental fortitude. Like, he's helped instill that mental fortitude into Bryce. So when when you see the game on the line, Bryce never wavers. Like, he never wavers. Yeah, He, he just looks calm, still keeps that smile on his face, and goes out there and he makes plays. Um, CJ hasn't really had those moments yet. 
And right. I, so I'm not saying that he's not capable of them. He just hasn't had he just hasn't had them. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because you have like a uh Smith and Jigba, you have a Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. You have a uh Trey Henderson, you know, you have these dynamic players on offense where you just give them the ball and they're gonna make it do what it do. Right. So so uh I would I would like see or I would like Bryce um if we had the chance to get him, I would like to get Bryce. But I think the Texas is gonna end up getting him to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Um Couple more questions for me. Um, you mentioned Peyton Manning earlier. Um, just interested to hear the rest of your top five Colts. Yeah, so well, Peyton, of course. Um, then I gotta go Marvin Harrison, see you. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta go uh Jeff Saturday, Reggie Wayne. What's that four? Yeah, that's four. Yep. Yeah, Jeff Saturday, Reggie Wayne. And if Bob Sanders could stay healthy. He would be yeah, up there, Bob, but I yeah, gotta yeah. go. I remember Bob Sanders. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go yeah. with Robert Mathis, man. Robert Mathis, yeah. Okay, yeah, I gotta go with Robert mm-hmm. Mathis. But no, Dwight uh, Franey. See, and that that's and that's hard, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of them, but I mean, Dwight Franey. I it'll be a tie between him and Robert, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. I mean, just that that tandem, that tandem, yeah, right. on, on the defensive line was nasty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Them two dudes was nasty. Um, but Reggie Wayne, I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. He's from the U. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing for my favorite college and and pro team. So uh Reggie definitely gotta be up there. He did what he did. I mean, he was a yeah, baller. For sure. He, he for, was sure. A baller. for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, sure. those that gotta be my top five right there. Yeah. I mean, arguably all Hall of Famers. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't think I, still I, waiting. I think he's in though. I think he'll be in. I think he'll be yeah, in eventually. So eventually, yeah. yeah. You don't think mm. he gets in on the first ballot, Reggie Wayne? He was he was uh, eligible last year, I think. Oh, was um, he? Yeah, oh. yeah. He was eligible oh, last year, okay. and um, I think he was a finalist, but he didn't he didn't get picked. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's the one position, man. It's, yeah, it's wide receiver. Tough. Yeah, wide receiver is going to be tough because yeah. you still got yeah. guys like Steve Smith. Um and I don't know if Fitzgerald is no Fitzgerald's, Fitzgerald's not, not yet not yet oh, not yeah. yet. Uh, but, Andre Johnson was on there Andre last year. Johnson, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you still you there's a lot of Ocho still hasn't gotten in. So like, there's a lot of names yeah. that are waiting to get in that Reggie will probably have to wait behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I I could think that list though, man. Um. Yeah, yeah. I could. I was trying to think of somebody that might have been missing. I mean, I, I I get that some people may have put uh. Uh, Edrin, Marshall Falk, um, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, me personally, I definitely would have had Marshall Falk on there, but I guess he was more of a Ram than he was. A, a, yeah, he, a I mean, he's definitely his, more of a Ram. Yeah, he did his thing with the Colts, but yeah, I, well, after that rookie contract, he was gone. Like, yeah, he was, right. He was right. with the Rams for yeah, his career. Yeah, right. Um, Edrin, Edrin definitely has an argument to be up there. Um, I mean, shoot, you can put Dallas Clark in there. Dallas like, Clark was another name I was yeah, thinking like, about. There's, there's a mm-hmm. lot of names you can really you can really put in that top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from that generation of cult teams, like it's that's that's kind of really it, you know. Yeah, yeah that, I was just getting ready to say um when when I was thinking about your list, that was from a time. A, a, a time when the Colts were, I mean, obviously they we're, were the dominant. best. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where they were perennial. The best. Yeah, they were perennial, you know, playoff teams. And nobody and nobody could be mad at it unless you was an older, diehard Colts fan from 
way back one Unless time. you wanted like a Johnny United's and right, like right, that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, I don't have too many gripes with that. Yeah, nah, I don't, I don't got an issue with the list either. But yeah, I mean, a lot of Hall of Famers that played for that franchise from that, yeah, you know, in certain. that time, in that time, in that time too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my my last one for you, man. Um, you got the Yankees logo in the back, man. What what's gonna happen with Judge? They gonna sign him? What what you think, man? I hope so, man. They they said they submitted an offer to him. Um, I know he's in San Francisco now, so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. in the coming days. I, I don't think there'll be a decision made yet. Um, but we'll see what happens probably after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping we resign him. Like we we gotta bring him back. We we gotta figure something out to get him back. Yeah, um, man, I, I agree with you. Um, Hal is not his daddy. Like, that's one thing that we could say about this uh, organization now post George yeah. Steinbrenner. He's not what George would have been doing, you know, like he did back in the 90s. And it, it just seems like they're stuck to this old, you know, we're going to operate like, you know, like a small market team. And that's not what they are. They no, got money. Not. They got money, you know what I mean? And as a New Yorker myself, and I look at what the Mets have done with the new ownership they got, they you know, they're, they're, a, they're a threat to get Aaron Judge too. So yeah. I don't I don't want to lose him. I mean, bad enough I might lose him to the Giants. I don't want to lose him to the Mets. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't want to lose him to the Mets. Definitely, definitely don't want to lose him. <laughs> don't want to lose him to lose that team. To the Mets. Nah, no offense. No yeah. offense. <laughs> no offense to that team. I've I've been to some Met games in my you know childhood, but I don't want to see Aaron Judge over there. Not one yeah. bit. I don't I know. know we, we... I was gonna say I don't know if your uh, if your wound has healed yet, but just in case it has, and I'm gonna throw a little salt in there. Uh, cause I know Trey's, I know Trey, ha- I know it hasn't, I know it hasn't healed for Trey yet. Um, uh. how you feel? How you feel about the Astros, man? Can I, can I cuss? Like, oh, absolutely, man. Go ahead, okay. man. Go absolutely. Ahead, man. Hey, listen, man. The Astros, be, the Astros be whooping our ass. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they be, they be on our ass. Every time we play them, they be on our ass. Playoffs, regular season, it don't matter, man. Yeah. Like I don't know what the hell it is, but they kick our ass every time. And this year, a sweep. Yeah, like you couldn't win one. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. come yeah. on, man. It's rock bottom for us, man. Yeah, that was that was rock bottom. That's, I mean, that's rock Judge, bottom. Judge didn't play particularly well in that game in those games either. I mean, I'm not. I'm not uh, going to stall him out on that either. Like, he didn't yeah. play particularly well. Yeah. But, I mean, really nobody did. But uh, Their pitching it, is better than ours, man. It's, yeah. it's it's their pitching. Do you think they still cheating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think they got something going on. I mean, there was, what, a report came out during the World Series where somebody had used a legal bat to, in mm. the first game. Mm. And they found they found that out. And so, yeah, like. They still doing. They not doing what they used to do, but they still doing a little something over there. And the reality is, no man. All team, all the teams in the league are cheating. Somehow, some way, yeah. That that's that's the reality, man. All the teams in every sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that um, in that Padres Mets series, in I think it was Game Three, the final game of the series that the Mets lost. The manager actually went out to tell the umpires, "Yo." This pitcher got something behind his ear because the the pitcher kept going behind his ear 
Yeah. Like he had some kind of substance behind it and he kept rubbing the ball with it. And so the umps was checking them out and they didn't find nothing. And that was at the point in the game where the Mets was just getting their ass kicked in that game. So I, I, I guess Buck was trying to, you know, find a way to maybe, <laughs> you know, get something in there. But they, you know, they, they they got their asses handed to them in that series. So, but yeah, all the all the teams are cheating in one way or the other. They're cheating, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, too. Yeah, you got yeah, something else, sure. uh, my show? Nah, man, I was just gonna say, man, uh, we appreciate you, man. Uh, it's it's always good to uh talk good old Yankees talk with you guys. <laughs> uh, I'm not a Yankees fan by any stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but go ahead and plug uh plug your uh social media platforms, your shows, everything you got going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say appreciate y'all for having me on. And everything. It's like no it's doubt. an honor, man. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dropballs Pod, man. I I have a lot of fun on Twitter. Uh, I have a lot of fun on Twitter. I troll, I talk shit, I you know all of that, all yeah. of the above. Um, I have a lot of fun. So go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Dropballs Pod. Um, I do have my own podcast, Dropballs Podcast. I put that out. I try to do it every week. Sometimes it's been a little busy the past few weeks for me. You know, I've been mm-hmm. busy doing a lot of other things, traveling and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, but we definitely put out a show this week, uh, and you can catch my writings on IndieIntercept.com. I also post them on my Twitter, um, and on my Facebook and everything. So, uh, you can catch my writings there. We'll have two out this week, I believe as well. So yeah, that's, that's everything for me. I mostly be on Twitter. That's, that's my bread and butter right there. Like a digger. Like a digger. Let's hope Elon Musk get it together. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, because he had me tripping a couple of days ago. He, 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 he yeah, everybody tripping. <laughs> had, me, had me, had me, posting my IG accounts, man. Hey, like, me too, man. I'm like, I gotta, maybe I gotta go back to IG. Yeah, it's funny because I didn't know what was going on until the next morning, <laughs> and <laughs> so I just happened. I was like, oh, everybody doing this. Let me go ahead and do this just in case <laughs> some shit go on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for for sure, for sure. Look, man, we we appreciate you, bro. Um, don't be a stranger. Um, I'm gonna make sure, and I'm gonna make sure I follow you on Twitter as well because I need to see what's going on. And uh, yeah, let, let's 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 stay linked up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah. uh, shout out again to your co-host Megan Hall. Um, you know, get well soon. You know, hope she you know gets back up on her feet and you know deals with her health and all that good stuff. And, yes, for uh, sure, for sure. You know, we'll we'll yeah. continue to watch you guys. You know, do your thing on the podcast and. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be tuning in, man. For sure. Appreciate y'all, man. All right, All right bro. You be safe out there. All right, y'all too. All right, bro. All right. All right. All right. That was uh, Chris Lewis of IndieIntercept.com, sports writer for that blog. Also got his own podcast, Drop Balls Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter as well. Um, so um, I guess before Chris came on, we were kind of talking about New York football a little bit there, but we were discussing the Jets, and I know you 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 seem disinterested in talking about New York football, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, nah, I, I think the point I'm trying to get to is that there's an overreaction from both fan bases, but in particular the Jets. The quarterback was trash. Uh, the defense played a great game against New England, um, and. They they got questions at the quarterback spot, man. Um, well, we knew that. Um, we knew that. Um, I'm now more so referring to that this dude ain't gonna start next week. 
that that that's a real possibility right now. That's something that they're discussing. Um, they don't have a better they they don't have a better option. Exactly, he's playing. They, They don't have a better option, and and if you look at what the Bears got going on, and Justin Fields, I thought played a good game against Atlanta last week. He injured his shoulder, and so now there's questions about if Justin Fields is going to play against the Jets on Sunday. And I got to imagine if you're the Jets, whether he plays or not, you you, you kind of got to stick with the kid a little bit. I mean, um, I don't think it's a question. You stick with the kid. I mean, I, I look, look, he played a trash game. Yeah. He played a trash game. Let's be clear. But he's been mid. At, at his best, he's been mid. So what, mm. I don't understand what we're confused about. Um, the Patriots is not a slouch team. Um, you know, they've owned them. They've owned them. Yeah, fourteen straight wins. And the Jets have overachieved this year, much like the Giants. Mm-hmm. The Jets they've have overachieved. overachieved. So it's like, just yep. look, man. Just, just enjoy the time. Um, I don't know if Wilson is the quarterback of the future. Um, I know everybody else has their opinion. I'm gonna just say I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, that's what you got for this season, man. I, I don't think you go back. Is, is Flacco the backup still? Is or is he hurt? Now, I thought he was inactive, but I saw Stephen A. tweet on Sunday that he thought they should have pulled Wilson out the game and put Flacco in at a certain point in that game. And no. I think he, but I, but I think Mike White was the number two that day. Okay. Okay. So, but if you're talking about Mike White, he ain't the answer either. I mean, look, he had a. I, I remember. I don't know if it was it last year where he had a couple of a couple last of decent year against games. the Bengals. Yeah, he had a couple of decent games. I remember, but it was only one decent game. Oh, it was only okay. One. Well, it then was only was, one. Well, it then was one. one game, and then he. I think he started a game against Buffalo when he got hurt. Okay. Okay. And then um, played Indy. I think maybe a week or two after, and they they got stomped. So. Yeah, he ain't the answer either. Zach Wilson um, is your quarterback. You drafted him to be that. Let it play out until you know he until you know for a fact he's mm-hmm. not the answer. Yeah. I understand what he said in the post game. I think that's what's getting a lot more of the headlines is when the guy asked him, you know, do you feel like you let your defense down? And he said, No. Um you know, that that I can understand that response kind of turning some people off, including sure players on that team and particularly sure. players on that defense. Sure. That that, you know, that kind of gave it their all. So sure. um I understand the idea of maybe sitting him down one week to kind of send a message to say, hey, you know, we, we, we don't appreciate the play, number one, but number two, you'd kind of not taking this leadership stance. Um, I understand that, but at the end of the day, yeah. when I think about everything that's happened with them this past week, I I, I think you you you're better off sticking with Zach Wilson because when I look at the catalog of games, and I know Flacco started the first three games, you can argue and say the game that Flacco won against Cleveland, you can argue Zach Wilson probably wouldn't have won that game. But then when you look at their game against the Steelers exactly. in, the, in the comeback, exactly, you can make the argument Flacco probably wasn't going to win that game. Exactly. So it's like it, all you're doing is you're replacing one guy that you think ain't going to win a particular game for you with a guy that 
people think is not going to win a particular game. So yeah. it, it, it really makes it, it to me, it, it makes, it makes no absolutely sense. no sense. And I, and I disagree. And I even disagree with the, it's for the people who feel like sit him down because he didn't exhibit good leadership in that, in that moment. No, you just sit him down and say, Hey bro, answer that question better next time. You don't sit him down a game for that. Mm-hmm. Nah, not just for that. No, no, no. So anybody who feels that way, I disagree with that too. Nah, he's you, your you quarterback. He's your quarterback. Treat. He's your quarterback. You drafted at that. Mm-hmm. Treat him like that's what you did. Yeah, yeah. Is he the reason the Jets are winning games? No, he's no. not. But he's he ain't not. the reason they losing. Yeah, right. Uh, well, well, sometimes. Uh, well, I would say in this game, yes. In this particular game, yes. Yeah, but let's not act like he didn't win against Pittsburgh. Let's not act like he he won. He's won the comeback. Game. Yes, that's the one, one game that stands out. That's the he's, that's the one game that stands out. So is it safe to say it's one? I mean, obviously, me and you don't watch Jets football that crazy. But right. he won one and he lost one. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. else, he's been mid. So right. What are we talking right. about? Right. And and even that Pittsburgh game because of the interceptions that Kenny Pickett threw, you could kind of argue the defense was helping the offense get that ball back. So um, he's been at the best this season. He's been mid. He's been a yeah. mid quarterback. This is rock bottom for him. I don't think he's going to play like this against Chicago. I don't think he's going to play like this, you know, the rest of the season. And, you know, without kind of knowing the schedule, I, I, I don't see this kind of um, terrible quarterback play. I think what you got to start doing if you're the offensive coordinator is, look, Corey Davis is going to come back. He's one of your best players on offense. Elijah Moore, um, what's the kid, Braxton Berrios, that be running punts for them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you got to kind of get him involved. Maybe, you know, throwing some, you know, maybe not trick plays, but maybe some plays for him. Um, you know, you got a couple good running backs. I would say, too, if you're the OC, man, call some better games, man, because it's, it's not like what I'm seeing out there. And I, I watched a little bit of this game. Um, Zach Wilson couldn't even throw a 10-yard pass to Braxton Berrios. Like, he kind of threw it over his head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, little things like that, you know, is concerning. But I, I think if you're the OC, I think you can find better ways to help the quarterback out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you. That's way more f- New York football than I care to talk about. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you you ain't say nothing wrong. I mean, look, man, look, again, it's overreaction. To get back to the main point, this yep. is all the New York football headline mm-hmm. that's been floating around is an overreaction. It's and, an overreaction. Um, and, it's no, and it's no need because it's under the – it's like y'all acting like all of a sudden New York football, these are good teams all of a sudden. They're playing good right now, but they're not mm-hmm. good teams. And, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, you know. Sure, sure. It's 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 overreaction. In the grand scheme of things, they might make wild card play – wild card. That's their ceiling. They'll make a play. Yes. They'll make a playoff spot in the wild card. That's the given ceiling. what it's given what it's been the last ten years, Maestro. Let, let's be honest. It's been eleven years since the Jets made the playoffs. Yeah, but the it's Giants. Been a the, 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 I, I get it. The Giants have made the playoffs what once in the last nine, ten years. That's a lot of absent, you know, playoff games for both teams combined. So. When you finally get these two teams playing some good football, celebrate it, them and stop and, it, and stop sure, overreacting when they sure. lose. You can celebrate them, but you can. I don't think it's crazy to have a realistic 
view that hey, these teams can make the playoffs. Sure, um, but no, but my point is, my point is, and and, yeah. I, and I just want to make sure I'm driving the point home. Yep, these are overreactions because your teams are winning games that they that nobody y'all didn't have them being a winning team. Yep, y'all didn't yep. have these teams being winning teams. Nobody thought nobody thought the Giants would beat the Green Bay Packers, and you know I know the Green Bay Packers are trash, trash right now. They they trash, they trash. But but nobody nobody saw that coming. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Nobody saw the Jets beating the Buffalo Bills after being down fourteen to three in in that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, overreaction. Expect, expectations change. When you when you think your team is bad and they start winning games, you need and you to get a good be, record. Just be happy. The year. Take it from Pittsburgh fans. Just be happy that your team is good this year. Yeah, I don't know if if I don't know if I was a New York fan that I would be taking that advice from Pittsburgh, a team that's perennially been good. And now we're trash <laughs> right this season. Yeah. So we would rather be having a winning season right now than a losing season. Sure, sure. But I take I, it I, from I, us, we want to be having a winning season like y'all are, and we are not. Sure. Be happy that you're getting that. Hey, hey, I, I understand it, New York. Y'all, y'all go ahead and overreact. But um, in my opinion, it's gonna cost one of these two teams a playoff spot with the losses that they suffered this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's gonna it's gonna cost one of these teams a playoff spot. Well, I ain't have the Jets go or the Giants going. Um, pre, you know, me neither. Me neither. So, me neither. I so, wouldn't be surprised. It, yeah, it, it, if it both of them, if both of them missed the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. But again, mm-hmm. if you have a winning season, which I, I think me and you kind of talked about, if you have a winning season as the Giants, that's mm-hmm. a celebration, regardless of what if they happens. could get to ten, that's a celebration. If they get to ten, if they wins, get nine. Yes, yes, that 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 is true. Compared to previous seasons, yes, yes. Same thing with the Jets. Yes. If you get for the Jets, if they get the this seven, this is a win. <laughs> for the Jets, if they get the seven, like that's yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. something to really kind of celebrate. But yeah. they, they don't want to hear that. They, they don't want to hear that because you know all ex- of a sudden, because all of a sudden they're a good team. Like cut expect, it out. expectations change, bro. That that's just how it is, man. That's just how it is, bro. Um. Anything else? Uh, absolutely kinda, nothing. Kind of caught your eye over the weekend. Absolutely nothing else. Uh. I think we've covered everything. Okay. All right. I mean, if you want to say, if you want to uh, talk about, I, I, I don't want to. I feel like we're stretching this conversation. Or, uh, but I mean, if you want to say, look, the Cowboys uh, caught the Vikings at the right time this year, at the right time of the season. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, that's no shade to Dallas because Dallas um, is a playoff team, as yep. uh, as me and you have discussed last week. I, I don't think I don't think uh, pending a major collapse, they the Cowboys are in the playoffs. Yep. But uh, they caught uh, one of the better teams in the NFC at the right time, fresh off of that emotional win against yep. uh, Buffalo. And uh, they laid an egg. But this is, in my opinion, not an indictment on Minnesota at all. This is just. You caught him. You caught him. You caught him slipping. Yeah. You caught him slipping, and yeah. and and that's just yeah. and that's just what it is. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't buy into the negative two um, point differential with the Vikings because really that all that really tells me is is that and like we've been talking about the Vikings win tight close games, and then the two losses that they suffered they've been blownouts. I mean that 
that explains your negative two point differential. That doesn't well, mean that the Vikings are are not a good team. It just means that's how they've been playing. Well, and, and but but even I mean, I, sure, but even more to that, I I think if if the Vikings lost to Buffalo or didn't have to play that kind of a game against Buffalo, yeah. that game is a closer game. Win or lose, that game is that game against Dallas doesn't happen that way. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Without, I agree. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the Vikings are a better team than they put on the field against Dallas. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that that's the that that's what happened. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have anything to really discuss about uh, this past weekend's games. Just to kind of answer your um your question a little earlier there. Um, I, I think we kind of. I mean, I feel the same way this week how I felt last week. As far as who I think's, you know, playoff team, who I think, you know, schedules is tough, soft. I I, I still feel the same way. Nobody's nobody's played um, a game where I thought, oh, their season is, you know, like for certain their season is going to unravel. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think it kind of stays the same. I mean, if anybody had hope for the Packers, that's dead. I'll say Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, because everybody thought the Titans, uh, you know, didn't have a not that they didn't have a shot, but that they weren't going to beat Green Bay. Right. This was a winnable game for uh, Green Bay, and they didn't yep. win. Yep. Yep. As a matter of fact, they needed this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. They did. Yeah. They did because uh, they're gonna get stomped by Philly. I think. Uh. Um, yeah. I- <laughs> no doubt in my mind. No I doubt think, in my mind. I think uh, Philly's gonna lay the wood to Green Bay. It's coming Sunday. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. bad, bro. Yeah. It's gonna be bad. Um, um, I just got one more thing, man. Um, I, I just wanted to bring up the announcement that the homie Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia uh will be fighting in Las Vegas January 7th, I think, is the date. Um that's one of the you know yeah. more oh, anticipated yeah. matchups. Um, biggest the, the biggest fight for the biggest fight both of them have had in their careers. Yep. Um, definitely uh, a fight that needed to happen. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, still waiting for Bud Crawford and uh, Errol Spence to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this is a good consolation prize. This is a great consolation prize, to be a matter of fact. I mean, some would say that this is probably a more anticipated. F- no, nobody would say that. Mm-hmm. But I can see how people would be interested, more interested in this fight than in Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. I could see that. Um, I don't think it's the most anticipated fight though. But this is definitely going to be a great fucking fight. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. This will this will be a good one. Now, now, if I remember, um. Actually, I don't remember what held up Errol Spence. Well, they said they announced that they had a date and then uh, maybe a day later they didn't have a date. And I don't know what's going on. They've been kind of talking back and forth on Twitter. I I haven't been 100 percent glued to the conversation, but um, I thought I had a date and a day later I didn't have a date. And so now I'm back at square one as far as that goes. I don't care about all the Twitter exchanges and politics. Mm-hmm. Get the damn fight done so I could see the fight and so I could um, put my money on Errol Spence. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, I, I actually had two more things, but I just don't think it's worth the time. I'm hungry. Uh, I just had some salmon come out the oven. 
and uh, <laughs> I'm 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 ready to eat, bro. I, you I'm, got I, I'm I'm hating on you right now, bro. I ain't got no salmon <laughs> coming out the oven, man. I got I got I got to hurry up and start dating seriously, man, because I, I would love to think if some salmon was coming up out of my oven right now, man. Uh huh. That uh-huh. I wasn't that I didn't have to cook. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm thinking about that food already, bro. I'm mm. I'm ready. I'm ready to just kind of wrap this thing up and shout out uh, to Debs, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my wife. Shout out to her. Um, and also shout out to everybody in the chats, uh, YouTube live chat, Mocha Bella. I see you, uh, Vince Wright. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody in the Facebook live chat. Uh, thanks again to Chris Lewis, uh, for coming on talking some Colts football with us. Um, appreciate that. Make sure y'all go follow that brother on his uh social media platforms. Um, also with this episode, if uh you guys are listening on iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever you get your podcast, make sure y'all drop a review. Let us know what you think. Um, and we got these platforms. Uh YouTube, make sure y'all click on the subscribe button. Uh Facebook, click the like button as well. Uh we're on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. You can also follow us on the gram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And if you got any questions or comments about the show, just hit us up on email at Barbershop Sports Talk One at gmail.com. So, um, my brother, uh, yes, sir. state your location, man. Uh, Thanksgiving. What's, what's, what's popping for the holidays, man? Um, well, I don't know yet. It's uh, I'm probably going to be at my aunt's house. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I'm really going to drive all the way to Calvert County. Uh, mm. for, uh, I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, but uh, tomorrow I will have a full house full of my, my sister, nieces, and nephews. Ah, that's right. That's yeah, right. I, and my grandmother's turning 80 over the weekend, so happy birthday, mama. Yeah, love happy you. Birthday. Happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, so we're going we gonna to party. We're going to party. I'm DJing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go up. Go up. That's what's up. That's <laughs> 1960s what's up. style. <laughs> so, um, yeah, right. so, right. yeah, that's so. That's and then up. I'll be in Georgia for the week, so. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. You you still gonna um try to do the show next week, right? Yeah, or... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I still All right. that's what's up. That's 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 what's up. That's what's up. Um, actually, it's it's weird. Um, the guests that I'm trying to get on, um, for next week's show actually is going to be in the same state as you. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how that works out. But um, speaking of birthdays, man, happy birthday to my cousin Fred. I know you for met sure. Fred. Um, at the crib here during the Super Bowl, um, this past uh, Super Bowl, but uh, happy birthday to him! Um, I'm gonna be. Oh, but, uh, we, oh go ahead. I, I got, no, I got one more birthday shout out. If we doing birthday shout outs, my little yep. sister. Mm-hmm. Shout out my little sister. She turns 18 next week. Woo! Man, my that Lord. was fast. That man, was fast. <laughs> <laughs> my lord! I remember. I remember the day when you told me. Uh, your pops and your uh your stepmom was was having a baby, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, really? Like, you don't have yeah. a you don't have a little sister?" And we was what two thousand and four. Well, how old was we? What, Whatever. How, how old 21? I was in two thousand and four? I don't know. <laughs> we was twenty one, and I, I don't know how old I was in two thousand and four. About to have a little sister. That that that, that yeah. I thought that was wild, but yeah. you know, my 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 dad's got a sister that's twenty years older than him, so mm. it, it's not that crazy. No. Uh, not that crazy at all. 
Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be up in New York um starting Thanksgiving Day. Um I'm actually gonna have a chance to um go visit my aunt um up in Queens. She she's been in a um she's been in a rehab center for a while. Mm-hmm. Um I was just talking to my cousin about her um, you know, a couple of hours before I got on. And um she says she in good spirits, you know, she's she's doing well, she's in, you know, enjoying the environment a little bit. Um, so I thought about, you know, taking pops with me and just, you know, making a visit up there. Yeah. One of those days, either Friday or Saturday, one of the mm-hmm. two. But um, but yeah, I I'll, I'll be back home up top. Um, you know, with the fam and uh, you know, enjoying some time off, more importantly, bro. Cause yeah. I because <laughs> bruh, uh I, you have no idea how long I've been waiting for this moment, bruh. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a while. Just the just the time off. From you know the regular routine, the regular right? You know right. what I mean. So right. So uh, appreciate you, man. Hey, man, it's love, my brother. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, everybody out there, y'all enjoy the Thanksgiving. Y'all enjoy your holidays, and you know, keep your close ones close to you. And we're gonna holler at you next week. Peace, one love. Drink some water. <laughs>